Welcome to the Mr. Vincent Podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Vincent, and seeing how it is Memorial Day weekend, it's only right that I start off by acknowledging those who served and fought for this great country of ours. Your guys' work is truly appreciated, and God bless. Uh, so this episode was uh, very uh, special uh, and dope, too, at the same time, because I have my brother on this um, episode, DJ Viper. Uh, we talked about uh, several hours ago. Um, and what we discussed was the, uh, events that he holds on IG live, um, cyber Monday and then survivor series, um, both, um, dope, um, events. And I really like the fact that creatives and those with brands are really taking advantage of this, um, unprecedented times that we have due to the COVID-19 pandemic, whether it's establishing a brand from the ground or maintaining your brand. Um, it's just dope to see. So. I, we talked about that. Um, we also did touch on too, you know, the life of a DJ going on tour and traveling and so forth. And we also did touch on sports, the possibility of the NBA resuming and his Houston Rockets and how they were playing um, prior to the season being suspended. Um, the Russ and Harden dynamic. And then we also did crossover to the NFL uh, with um, his other team, the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, talked about, you know, um, Dak with the contract situation and um, the prospects for the Cowboys in this upcoming season with the head coaching change they made in the offseason and uh, the addition of C.D. Lamb from the draft. So overall, dope, dope, dope podcast. Um, so we can actually get into it right now. It is the Mr. Vincent podcast, episode 41. Tap in. Yo, man. So um, how you doing? I'm cooling, man. You know, quarantine vibes. Trying to figure it out. Trying to make sure, make sure, um, uh, make sure I'm good. Make sure the family's good. Make sure everybody's straight, man. Nah, I hear that, man. We living in some crazy times, but I mean, like with this whole quarantine with the pandemic going on, it's forcing a lot of people to to be like creative and think outside the box and help uh, maintain their brand or even establish a brand. And I like, see you're doing a good thing with that right now, establishing your brand with what you're doing on IG. We're gonna start off with uh, Cyber Monday. Um, well, I kind of feel like I know why you would want to do Cyber Monday, but why would you, I'll ask that anyways, why would you want to do Cyber Monday? Um, I picked Cyber, I picked Monday because, I mean, Friday, Saturday, even Sundays are busy when it comes to like Instagram Live. So I try to pick a day which is kind of slow. So I don't have to, I'm not saying I don't care to, like, don't want to compete with somebody, but just like, I don't really, I mean, I don't care to be like, yo, make sure. Forced to fly in, all that other stuff. I just figured I, I go Monday, and I figured like Cyber Monday would be a dope name for something that I'll do on Monday. And then the wild thing is the first ever Monday I had Cyber Monday. Mm-hmm. There was no power in my crib, so I had to do it on a Tuesday. Oh yeah, I remember that. That was crazy. It was booming though, but it was like I was like, damn, bad branding already. Like how how am I supposed to have Cyber Monday on a Tuesday? But since since I've been doing it, I've been getting a lot of good responses. People have been in there, like, having fun, putting on the Bluetooth. Like, I've been doing giveaways. I've been doing – try to do, like, different things to to inter- have people interact with each other, you know? Nah, that's real. It's really dope how people are able to, like, you know, comment and then interact with people and share jokes because like, we're all trying to get through this crazy time. So I feel like music is, like, the ultimate, I want to say, like, connector. Um, right. Universal. 
So it's, it's really dope what you're doing. Now, honestly, like, how long have you been DJing? I mean, with boys. I, I, I remember since 04 you've been doing it. Has it been longer than that? Or? All right. So, like, you can say, like, 03, 04. Okay. So, like, literally, I didn't do I didn't do this once when I was in high school. Literally, the summer after I graduated high school was, like, when I was like, yo, let me test it out. Like, let me see what's up. So that's when I kind of linked. That's when me and Nexus kind of linked. In that in that aspect, and it just it just I don't know it's just been something that I always been I always liked music since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. It was like it wasn't some it was something that was easy to to grasp, you know. Yeah, I hear that. Okay, that's that's what's up. So like when you were prototype on Monday, how do you like do you have like your your set planned out throughout the day, or is it like really like on the fly that you're gonna like spin? Or based on what the people want to hear. I see you sometimes um, asking people what they want to hear. Um, but do you like initially go in there like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with this type of um vibe. Cause I remember like the second to last one you did, it was real R and B heavy for like the first hour, which was, was was dope. So a lot of it, like it goes off of how the weekend was. So like last two weekends ago, they had Jill Scott and and Erica Badu. So I started off Cyber Monday with like Neo Soul. Mm. So I might stop, start off Cyber Monday tomorrow with some Beanie Man Bounty Killer. You never know. Ooh. Yeah, man. That that battle was easily the best IG, IG uh, versus so far that we had. Would you agree? I mean, yeah, but, like, I think it was good, but there's, there's a lot of people right now that are mad about the whole situation. And they're trying to say that, like, the hip-hop culture is, like, culture vultures when it comes to, like, reggae music and dancehall music and how they're not giving them recognition mm-hmm. and like they're using them as a platform to build it up because obviously the verses the verses instagram page wasn't at a million followers it was at like seven hundred thousand. after yesterday it's at a million something change really and like how, how come they get to use how come they got these guys on their page instead of using their own instagrams like like everyone like everyone else did like terry riley Teddy Riley and Babyface use their own Instagram. Joe Scott, Eric Body use use their own Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like, if you think about everyone that did it, they all use their own Instagram. It's like, all right, let's build my own Instagram up. So, a lot of people are kind of mad, and I mean, I don't know how to feel about it. I mean, I understand what they're talking about. They're saying that majority of the culture of the dancehall culture is is like stolen. Mm-hmm. When I say stolen. They said I didn't know this myself. I found out today that. Miley Cyrus has a song out. It's called, I can't remember the name, the Miley Cyrus song, but she had to pay a reggae artist. I think her name was Fungi, three hundred million dollars because she used this song for, like, she used her song that she has out now is his song. Like he he made the song a minute ago, probably in the eighties or the nineties, and she didn't get like he didn't get his recognition on it, so she had to pay him out. But if you're paying someone out three hundred million dollars. Imagine how much money that record could have made you. Yeah. Mm. So there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of like it's weird. There's a lot of people that have a different like I liked it because it's people that I wanted to see. But if you really think about like the aspect of it, it kind of makes you think like yo, they might have they might really be arguing for something that's really true. Like, nah, because you make a good point. Because like when when, it, when it eight o'clock hit, I went on um went on on Boozer's IG. Right, ain't no live going on here. I went on Beanie's, but that was a live at. I'm like, actually, on like Facebook and Twitter, where's the live at? Go on the versus page. I'm like, okay, so I seen it. I'm like, 
I thought like, why are they doing on Versapage on like everybody else? But I thought maybe they, on the Versapage because they both were in the same space. So I thought that's why they're doing on Versus page. But again, so, they could have uh, the do the person's thing. The reason bro. why I think it was on the Versus page, why they made it on the Versus page, because you know, I don't know if you've been to the islands, like the, the Wi-Fi sometimes be janky. So like they don't want to deal with no Wi-Fi being janky or X, Y, and Z. And I understand that. And both of them are in Jamaica. So it's like, all right, it's not like we have to go. One's in Philadelphia, one's in Houston. It's like they're both in the same spot. They're in Jamaica. Obviously, Jamaica's a, a huge country, but it's like, they're all in a spot where I can tell you, yo, on Monday or on Saturday, can y'all go to Kingston? I got a little spot. Da 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 da. da. They got the Wi-Fi there. Everything would be straight. Hmm. So I think they try to they try to help them. Like, yo, I don't want you out here trying to get mixed up with the internet. But it's like, still, they don't get rec- They don't get. They don't get the money that that uh the verses or whoever's gonna get the money for because it was on thing too yesterday. It was on uh YouTube. So, like, YouTube Live. So, like, there's a lot of moving aspects that people don't really realize that. That's the first one that was been on YouTube Live. Really? Right. That's the first verse that's been on YouTube Live. So, like, people are like, yo, why are you using them? You know that they'll bring a, a, a bigger aspect of people to to it. Like, people in Japan, people in Canada, people in Australia. Like, reggae is kind of, like, one of those, those genres that's kind of, like, universal. So, people re- really, like attract to reggae so it's like even dance song music so it's like yo we're using them to to broaden this aspect so that's why i said there's a lot of like there's a lot of good and there's a lot of bad when it comes to it but like i don't really know that much about like what was really going on so i, I kind of like put it as a whatever but it's um i think it was good i liked it i mean those are artists that i grew up on so it's, it's dope to see them and dope to see that they was really out here you know yeah and I, it was it was really dope but i feel like what made it really ill is because they were both in the same in the same space. Every other battle, they're at different locations. So, so in, the, in a sense, they they, they kind of had the upper hand against the other battle, but the energy was just so lit and, and really interactive in the comments. Hilarious memes you've seen already and gifts that went up like instantly after that shit ended. So, it was right. dope. Right, right. It was fire though. I was gonna ask you too about um. So getting back to uh Cyber Monday, um DJ overall like. Is there anything? Well, I, I I think I know the answer already, but I'll ask you anyways. <laughs> what gets you like annoyed the most coming with um DJing? What annoys me the most? Yeah. Uh, like, what do you mean by like on the music end or this overall? Overall. Um, whether it's overall party, so like, club, or so like the one that, thing that bothers me the most, like when it comes to like let's say like an actual party is people standing next to me or behind me. <laughs> yo, that yo, when I say that bothers me, bro, it's like, yo, go, like, go, like, please. Like, because it makes me feel like, yo, either they're bored or they're like, oh, it's chips. And I, I be getting tight. Like, yo, get out of here. Like, get from behind me. Get from the side of me. Like, that's that that's annoying. And then the next thing that bothers me a lot, and it should, I mean, I guess most DJs probably feel the same way, is people playing back songs like i never play the same song twice oh, okay so if, you're playing, if you're playing back the same song it kind of irks me like yo you should have enough music you should have enough music before you even leave the house that you don't have to play a song back two times exactly and if it's a popular song you you obviously want to play it at the at the, the peak of the of the event like right the peak so you time. gotta be patient i've been in plenty of events where 
people want the most lit song. Like, it just came out, it's fire, play this brand new song, and it's nine o'clock. And I'm just like, no. Hmm. I'm not doing it. <laughs> and I, I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm not trying to be, like, arrogant. But it's like, no, I got to I gotta be able to pace yourself. And I think that's one of the things that's hard as, like, a DJ or even an opening DJ or a headline DJ. Like, you got to be able to pace yourself. If you're out here playing your little babies and your the babies and the pop smokes and stuff that everyone wants to hear at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, you, to me, yeah, I... I don't know. Yeah, that's why. That's like laying, laying up all the ammo mad early. You still right. got mad time left. And to be honest, there's a lot of there's a lot of guys out there and girls that play mute that DJ that can't be open to acts. They can't warm a party up. Like they have to be at prime time at prime time hours, or they're kind of like stuck. And it's I don't know. Hmm. Really? Okay. Well, honestly, I thought that you were gonna say take a request. I thought that would be the thing that annoys you the most. I mean, taking requests is some sometimes with, with requests, it like it it gives you like an idea, like oh, I right, cool, cool, cool. I forgot about that because me, I'm really, really bad with like remembering song names. Like I know songs every like I I think I know every song like like on like a jukebox th- type of vibe, like where I could sing it, I can like karaoke it. But, like, when it comes to the name, like, what's the name of this rhythm? What's the name of this? I'd be like, uh, I don't really know to keep it on it. Like, <laughs> I know guys that know songs, the names off the top of their head. Like, they can type it in mad quick. No names mad quick. No rhythms mad quick. Me, I'd be like, yo, um, yeah. What's that called again? I Like, i even be asking you, like, yo, E, what? What's that called again? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, man. To, to remember, like, for DJs to, like, have that responsibility to, like, memorize so many tracks or albums or even or rhythms, like you said, talking about, that's, that's, that's tough. Right. So I want to, like, like, how do y'all, like, go in your, like, decide, like, what to take out of the bag when you're, when you're playing? You never take it out. Hmm. So, I mean, me personally, I never take it out. I make, I make, like, I do things, and then after I do it, I make others off of that. So, like, let's say... I have a crazy crate or a crazy folder that I have, and it's like this, and it's 2015. This is the lit folder from 2015. Obviously, as the years go by, as the months go by, that just stays as it is. And now, then now I got a 2017 crate, and it's like, all right, cool. These songs hit then. These songs hit now. So it's kind of like you they they push themselves down. So songs that are lit then can now turn into warm up songs. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, like, songs that people haven't heard in a minute. And it's like, oh, shoot, I haven't heard this in mad long. So it all depends. True, true. Did you did you see, Bob? Did you hear anything about publishing companies and record labels trying to, like, restrict DJs from playing on IG Live? Do you hear about that? Uh, I have. I've seen, so I've seen a lot of DJs talking about they can't go live, they can't go live. And I'm just like, yo, I don't know, like, why, why can't you go live? And they're like, yo... Every time I go live, they 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 block it, and it's just like, yo, how corny is that? Word. Like, if I pay for a record pool, and if I pay for like, I'm doing it the right way. Like, why are you hating? At the end of the day, you're. It's not like they're having concerts right now. It's not like they're like they're losing money. It's like, yo, I'm kind of I'm trying to keep y'all relevant. You're gonna block it, like, bro. 
Like, stop it. Like, y- y'all are wilding. Yeah, because I seen Young Guru tweet something um, a couple of days ago. He said, publishing companies and record labels, this move to restrict and shut down DJs playing on IG is stepping over a dollar to get a dime, which that's what I agree with. I mean, you got to think about it. If you're playing something, like, if you're playing something on Cyber Monday, right, a song that somebody might have forgot, or you're playing songs from a particular artist, like, like you going in your whole bag, for example, people might want to go back and bump whole, the whole entire week, and it's going to get more streams up of his, of his old, older catalog. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't really make sense why they're trying to block it for. It's just, it's someone's in the office, someone's at their crib, and their job is to make sure that this person gets money or their stream stuff is working, and they're like, well, I think we should do this. Stop them from doing Like, it's just corn. It's like, they're not even they're not even thinking about what they're doing. It's like, I, are you silly? Yeah. They got too much time in their hands now. Right. You hear a Biggie song, and you're like, oh, shoot. I remember this album. Now you go to Spotify, you go to Apple Music, you go to Tidal, and you're like, oh, I'm going to go play their album. Now they just came up on some streams. Who cares how much money they get from the streams? But it's like, bro, at least they came up on something. But you're hating that the next DJ is out here just playing it because obviously it's Biggie's birthday. Bang. So every DJ in the country is playing a Biggie set. And you're like, oh, no, take it down. What? That's, that, that belongs to Columbia. Like, we don't we don't want that right now. Like, yeah, that don't make no sense, bro. Facts. Yeah. That... There's, a, there's a way around it. So that that's why I think that's why I'm still kind of cool. Cause I know I think I figured out the way around it. You gotta change. You gotta change something in your in your Serato. I hope I don't want them listening to the podcast and then be on my back. Like, <laughs> oh, we know what you're doing. <laughs> nah, you you good. So let's talk about your other um your other event you be having on on Friday, Survivor Series. Where did that concept come from? So Survivor Series that also that also that came from a concept of like a little bit of the verses. And a lot of bit of like major hype and the whole major hype doing the clash and stuff like that. I kind of mix both of them. Hmm. So I don't know if you never know. Major hype's like a comedian. He's like an Instagram comedian, but he also like in the in the dance hall culture as well. So like he was doing it where almost like the same way I'm doing it. He had people coming in and like DJ battling. I was like, oh, that's kind of fire. So like, but he was the host of it. Like he was he never got off the screen. And I was just like, yo, that's mad brilliant. And then obviously the verses they had, they had like Neo versus this dude, that dude, this dude. So I'm just like, yo, <laughs> what if I did it for locals? Like, what if I did it for people that I know? What if I did it for people that like also like wanted to that that has music and this it's just stuck right now in the house because it's quarantine. So I just like let me put it together. And also like uh, Party Boy Woods used to always hit me up like, yo, I need to battle. I'm trying to battle someone. He said he'd been doing this. He'd been asking to battle somebody for a year. So I'm like, let me know. you know what? Let me see if this really works. So I use him. And then I was I put him like, yo, who wants to do the da-da-da-da-da? And then uh, Lizzo Fool was like, I'll do it. Like, what? That's like, what? You're, you're kidding me? So that they were like the pioneers of this whole Survivor Series thing. And it's getting kind of, it's it's getting there. People are hitting me up. People are like, yo, how do I get on? Like, what do I, how do I submit my stuff? Like, it's, it's getting kind of, it's getting kind of like hectic, but I think that's what it was made for to like help these guys. But I mean, the thing, the thing that they got to also understand is like, they have to remember, they got, they, the one thing that I want them to understand is that it's about music and you never forget where you started. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's like, yo, never forget. 
when you was out here in the crib for quarantine, who was out here playing that 88 uh, R&B reggae song or Trevor Holmes or Party Boy Woods or Sizzy Left Lane or Prince of Haiti or Hunter Round Cardo or Boston B Money or Lizzle 4 or even Party Boy. Like, like the, 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 the vast majority of these guys, they're really good. Mm-hmm. And I'm just waiting for them to be like, yo, and hand washes the hand. You get what I'm saying? Oh, no, I know. I get it. Yeah. Make perfect sense. So you're saying that, yo, so you don't you don't actually reach out for the people to get them to come on? Like, they actually come to hit you up to be on it? So I reach out. I reach out for sure. But I also, like, people hit me up like, yo, I'm ready. Like, I'm ready for whatever. And a lot of – so the biggest problem I have is a lot of people want to know who they're going against. Like, yo, who, 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 who? It's like, why does it matter? Mm. Like, if you're if you have the content – and you believe in yourself, it don't matter who it is. It That's be, true. It could be you versus Ja Rule. <laughs> like, no, nah, nah, no, for real. It's like, nah, you versus Ja Rule, what are you, scared? It's like, they put me in a battle. Okay. DJ Viper versus, uh, what's his name? From Fresh Prince. What's his name, dog? Oh, Jazzy <laughs> Jeff. DJ Viper versus DJ Jazzy Jeff. Survival series. It's going to go crazy. You think I'm going to be like, oh, I'm straight. I don't care. I'm I'm with it. Yeah, you, you, you're winning because off the strength that Jazzy Jeff's like, he's mad popular. So people are going to tune him, tune in to watch him. But they also, right. if they not get, don't, don't know you, they're going to get familiar with your work. Right. And the whole thing is, if Jazzy Jeff loses one round, it doesn't matter. He's supposed to have a flawless victory. Oh, this guy's from Boston. He only got this amount of followers. He's not. He's just a coach. Da 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 da. He likes the Cowboys. Whatever. <laughs> like, you, can find, you can find all that stuff on me, Jazzy Jeff. Oh, been in China. Da, 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 da. But if we go in the battle and we're in the ring and I just go off and I do stuff that I'm, I know I'm supposed to be doing, it's like, yo, I'm gonna gain so much respect. Like, yo, you was really holding it down. Like, I don't know who you are, but I respect it. You was out here fighting. Blow for blow. And then now I just made it, like, now I got a a, a a person that, as of Jazzy Jeff, that's like, oh, all right, cool. When this is all done, hit me up. Come to L.A., ah, ah. And I be trying to tell these dudes, like, yo, it doesn't matter who you're going against. Just do it. It's yeah. more publicity than anything. So it's like, you, if you want to miss out on publicity, if it's 40 people or if it's 400,000 people, it's publicity, bro. Facts. And and dudes be on there like I don't know, some people be scary, but if the people that are in it, I respect them, I appreciate them forever, man. They 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 took us something that I that I thought would make sense, and they and they're making it make sense. So I can't I can't I can't like I can't fault them at all. And I respect all the guys that's been a part of Survivor Series. I think it's gonna even get better. I think when the outside gets back to normal, we're gonna do some Survival Series stuff. It's gonna turn into like a battle, like a like a smack DVD type of vibe. It's gonna get crazy. We got groups. We're gonna go females. We're gonna like we're gonna. I'm trying to trying to really, you know. Yeah, it's dope, man. Like I, I like what you, I like what you're doing with that. Um, I, I feel like a lot of people, including you, who like actually like taking advantage of this quarantine and putting something together. Like I want to see them have that extended 
well beyond the quarantine stage. So when everything's back up open, people are still doing what, what they're doing that they that they started during this um during this time right now because it's dope. Facts. Um, was gonna say too. So with you you kick up like under an hour, right? Because I know uh, IG Live be kicking people up after an hour. So like with with um. Uh, Cyber Monday, you'll tell people, hey, get a drink, come back, we'll, we'll come back for another hour. So you, you get that under an hour with Survivor Series? Yeah, so I keep Survivor Series low because I just don't, like, cutting off and coming back is kind of like a hassle, but yeah. it happens all the time, like, cutting off and coming back, and it's hard. To, so, like, with Instagram, I can't close the Instagram app and then still play what I'm, play with, like, if I'm going live, you, you won't be able to hear it. So it's like it's hard to keep people there if they if that's they only have one phone, people are texting them, they want to text and listen. It's hard. It's very, very hard to keep people there. So when like when lives get up to like 45, 50, 60, 70 people, it's like, yo, that's love off the strength of like keeping people around. So when the plot when the live when the live goes off, I try to make it like an intermission. Like, yo, your intermission is here. You guys got three minutes. Go and come back. I'll be here waiting for y'all. Let's get it going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do, do you know why IG kicks people up after an hour? I, I, I never, like, actually researched that. I was gonna, I was planning, planning on doing that, but I never did. Why do they so, kick people up after an hour? I don't know why they kick people off, but, like, they don't have to kick you off. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's think, like, Jill Scott and Erica Badu. I, I was going to go there. Yep. Two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. No cutoff. So, like, I think it's, like, a thing of, like, who you are type of vibe or I don't know they, they they manipulate who what happens like if you're general pub if you're general like me and 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 you we're general population they don't really know us you get an hour well, go ahead you can go live for an hour do what you gotta do I'll see you and us and come back if celebrities people with the blue check verify who who knows they could stay on too they could stay on they got unlimited I guess who knows there's not really like a thing on it it's just like all right cool bang you get an hour and stay there for an hour and come back right away after. You know what I mean? So I don't know why, but it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, you you would think that they would, like, ease up with that during this time where everybody's in the crib and there's a lot of creators that are trying to take advantage of that platform to be, like, restricted and then like, having to come back is kind of a hassle. So you would think that they would actually, like, just chill out with that. But hey, it is what it is. Um, So with Survivor Series, right? At the end, I was actually going to say something to you, but I, I noticed this. I noticed how you was always at the end with, like, going your feed, asking people who won. And I was thinking to myself, why doesn't he just do that on the uh, in the story with the with the um, percentages? But I think you did it this time. Was that your first time this week actually doing it on the story, like trying to find out who won, taking a survey? So this is the reason why I kind of did it. So Okay. Let's say you have 5,000 followers. I have 200 followers. Mm-hmm. But – there wasn't 5,200 people in the live, right? Okay. They weren't there. So if I do a percentage, right? Okay. I'll have to, like, so what I did this week is I put the percentage up, and after 45 minutes, I took it down. But people were mad, like, why you take it down? Why you take it down? Like, why don't you just put the votes? Because if you weren't there, you're going to automatically tell me that your friend or the person that you know won. Without even being there. Obviously, it's seven rounds, but it's like you're going to say, seven nothing this person. Or or you're just going to post on your page. You'll go vote on, on, on I Am Viper's poll. Even if you were on it, if you're my friend, 
oh shoot, this is my boy. He did a competition. I, I missed it. I'm gonna vote anyway for him. You get uh, what I'm saying? So it's not really real. But can you, but can you make the same case for actually for the for the for the feed? Yeah, that's why. But be, between me and you, and obviously, obviously now it's coming out. I don't really come back and say, "Yo, this person won." I yeah, I, I, I know you don't do that. I leave it open. Mm-hmm. So it's like you could put. So I had like I had GMB Gunner and I get against Ocho, right? Mm-hmm. GMB Gunner is verified. He has like I don't know who how many followers yet. He has a lot of people that follow him. So my my feed was going crazy because he knows more people than 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 Ocho. So there was a lot of seven no seven nothing seven nothing. Are you kidding me? Seven nothing seven nothing seven nothing. So if you look at that, it's like yo he he, he it was landslide flawless victory. When if you were there, you knew it was closer than than you thought it would be. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why it's kind of it's 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 hard to do like okay now I want you to vote because if you're in it if you're in the in the live that when it was going down it's easier to vote because you're there. All right. That song was fire. That song wasn't fire. I couldn't really hear that. The the verse was trash. Da, 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 da. That's fire. But when you're when you're not in the live and you're voting after, it's just biased. So I just I put it out there just off the strength so people can know where to find these people's Instagrams and X, Y, and Z. But it's just hard to do. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So it, it makes sense to you saying that with um with the uh, story with the survey. That's gonna be. Less accurate than the actual post. I, I can see that. I can see that. Right. Both of them are gonna. Both of them are gonna be less accurate. Like the post is gonna be there for forever. So it's like it's inaccurate because you tell your friends to go to my post and they're just gonna comment seven nothing, uh, Emmanuel Vincent. Mm-hmm. Even if they weren't there, you could have you could have not came and I posted a flyer. Who won? And and your friend was like, yo, seven nothing, Emmanuel Vincent. It's like, yo. But he didn't even perform. He wasn't even there. It's like, oh, I didn't even know. He just told me to go vote. Mm-hmm. So that's what, that's what, I mean, that's what I got to deal with. But it's like, all right, cool. They never hear me say who won. Like, yo, the winner. Yeah, but yeah, but it gets back to the point where you made, like, it doesn't really matter as long as, like, this is really, this is like free publicity. You, people are going to be exposed to your music, to, exposed to what you do, and you're going to probably gain a new follower or two. And you're gonna just keep on building from there. So in the end, really everybody wins. Facts, bro. Word. So you being a DJ, right? What's your what's your like what's your your preference as to where to DJ at? Whether it be like a club, party, or like a wedding. What, what do you have like your, your um your preference at? So I'm curious. The, scar- I never asked the, the scariest the scariest event is weddings. Hmm. Scariest events are weddings because obviously I MC as well, and like you can't mess up somebody's wedding. You, you can't like, yeah. wedding. like I'll do another one for you next week. Like <laughs> you only have one shot, so like those are the scariest ones. The wedding is like, yo, what the hell? Like if you say so, I did a I did a uh, like a Haitian wedding. Mm-hmm. The names was so crazy. I had anxiety. I was going like. I was reading the names on the way there. I was like, yo, it was bad. I had bad anxiety because it's like, yo, I can't. Every wedding, is, every wedding reception is probably recorded. You're gonna have the DJ saying, "Oh, coming to the stage, back, 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 back. And it's like, who is that? <laughs> and like, ah, and then it's like it's recorded, and it can turn into a whole big mess. So, obviously, 
uh, the scariest one that I like, I'd be scared to do is weddings because I know how much that can turn into something that it's not. Um, everything else is straight. Like I love, I love private events because it turns into like it turns into like a big party at the end. Like mm-hmm. I did, I did private event. I do private events all the time where it's like a Santa hall. People are kind of like being weird, and then all of a sudden, bang! It's like, oh shoot, it's rocking. But with private events, it ends like, oh, it's over at nine o'clock, and they're like, wait, 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 what do you mean? It's like, yo, I, I'm here. So it's like an end time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the clubs, the clubs are cool too, cause it depends on who you're with. If you're in a club by yourself the whole night, oh my god. Good luck, because the club opens at 9 o'clock. You're there from 9 to 2 in the morning, 2.30, if that, because you got to wait for X, Y, and Z to get counted out, da 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 So it's like, that's even hard. Like, But regardless of the fact, you got to take everything with, like, a different look. Like, I do road races. Road races are crazy, because it's like... Yeah, I was with you that time. And, um, it's Stoneham, the zoo. Right. It's like Rocking. going out of my element, and I'm in a road race. It's like songs and stuff like that. Like, I don't really listen to, but, like, I heard it before. And I got to get 1,500 people that just ran a race that are getting drunk to, like, party. <laughs> like, you, it's it, it's wild. And it's like, you can go for, I can go from a road race to a club in the same night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I, 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 said, I think that night you did have an event at the club. Right. That was crazy. Right. To switch up like that, like, on the same day. Right. Mm. All right. So well, you yeah, can well, go from, like, there's times you can go from, like, a brunch to a, ro- like, a road race to a brunch to the club. Like, that's a long day. That's yeah, three events in a day. Mm. So it all depends, man. Word, but yeah, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and talk some more. All right. All right, let's jump back into the podcast with the homie Viper. You know, man, I was really looking forward to this this summer before um, the pandemic hit. I was looking forward to pri- the privilege season. Um, <laughs> I was, I, I, I'm really mad that it's not happening. Like, I'm, 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 that's like one of the most things I'm, I'm heated about this summer. There's no privilege. Did you have like big expectations with this, this year? Seeing how last year was the, the um the first try. So, I think this would have been the best, the best privilege year. Of, like, this would have been the the best, like second. Second second season of privilege ever, mm-hmm. because I had like a lot of not celebrity DJs, but like damn near celebrity DJs on the way. Like I had a I had a guest DJ every week, every privilege. Really, we had cups, we had merch, we have backdrops, napkins, straw privilege straws. It was it was gonna get crazy. Yeah, man. So I got a bunch of stuff. I got a bunch of stuff that. That I was going to order, that I didn't order, so it's kind of like I right, I saved, but it's like yo, as soon as they say yo, go ahead, we might get one privilege off September. That if they get if they give me September privilege, oh my god, woo, yo, but nah, I had I had privilege Fourth of July into Independence privilege. I had that. I had all white, all black. I had uh. Uh, like a animal theme. We was mm-hmm. crazy. I had DJs from Jersey, Minnesota, Philly. It was whew. 
Yeah, man. So well, let's let's explain for the viewers. Okay, you should do it rather. What privilege? What privilege is if they don't know? Some because some of them might not know. Privileges. Privilege started with a bunch of friends. Uh, it's like five of us. We started something that's like you know what? We want to do something that's not the norm, and and we want to do something that no one expects to be happening in the region. So like. Obviously, they have day parties. Obviously, they have regular club parties, but they didn't have no rooftop. Facts. And and we was up on the roof of a Hilton, 16th, 17th floor, overseeing Charles River. It got, it was like, it was a vibe. It's not too brolic where you can't really, like, it's too many people. It's not too small where it's like, yo, there's only 10 of us in here. It was like a perfect capacity Good vibes. They got. I I revamped the the menu. I got privileged wings with a little a little Haitian flair. They got some pickles on the side. It Get was, out of here! You thought? <laughs> really? Yeah. Stop playing with me. <laughs> I'm heated, dog. Like I was like I was like yo, privilege is about to be rocking this year because it had, it had crazy potential last year off the off the strength of the, like this. You guys are like really working on the fly with that. And it was dope turnout, so it was only going to get better. And then I, I, I was talking before about everything we had planned to change and what we were going to do this time, how to approach it. I was like, it's going to be rocking this year for real. And then this happened again. We yeah. had – it was – yo, the the amount of stuff that we had for Privilege was going to get – it was going to get so crazy. But, hey, this stuff like this happens on purpose. So, obviously, I can't really complain. Um, But – Privilege is privilege is one of those things that it's like, yo, you have to be there. Facts. It's, it's hard to explain. Like you gotta gotta be there. All right. And the big thing is like, especially in a city, like a lot of people don't really know what's like what privilege is. And that's like a that's another thing that gets them. It's like, yo, we what is this? And when they get there, it's like, oh shoot. It's yeah. rocking up here. Purpose because a lot of people like I didn't know that that the Hilton had a rooftop there, so a lot of people I think are learning about well learned about it word of mouth, right? For somebody who experienced it, we went the first time and they brought their friends along, told them about it, they brought such and such along, so it, it kind of grew it grew organically, as opposed to other people who were just trying to go out their way and, and promote and just do a lot of extra stuff. Where this was like real, like a natural um, right. growth. Right. It was. It, it was a. Uh... It was an old school feel, like yo, it's a vibe. It wasn't like yo, this promoter's throwing a party. It was just like, just go. <laughs> Facts. We had, I had the privileged slush coming. Oh my god. So let's say if, if it's if you can't do it this year, will you do it um next year, next summer? Yeah, for sure. I'm doing that okay. every summer until whenever. Hmm. So between us, obviously, I'm gonna say it again. The privilege, the, the privileged brand was gonna go on the road too. It was gonna go privileged Minnesota, privileged Jersey. Like it was gonna get crazy. Wow. I literally had I, I we literally had like a few dates like in different states. Like after the fact, like in the winter time, like all right, there's no we're not on a roof anymore, but we can still go to Minnesota, and it's like yo. Privileged Minnesota, we're out there, da 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 da, in Minnesota. But everything that happens, it all happens for a reason, you know. So, 
Yeah, that's that's true, man. So yeah, let's talk about um too your uh the, the touring you did with uh Millers and Dave East um in the fall, right? Was, was the fall you was touring with them? Uh, yeah, I, I was fall, it was like yeah, I guess fall winner. Yeah, fall winner. Yeah, so so we didn't ever talk about that. What was that experience like? Was that your, that was your first time going on tour though, right? No, nah, that's not my first time going on tour. I've been on tour probably like. But it felt, it felt like your longest tour though, that you've been on. Uh, nah. Really? Uh, nah, nah. I, probably, I, went, I was going for like a week and a half. I've been on tours for like a week and a half or two weeks before. So mm. it was cool. But like, yeah, I mean, we was in Europe. So exactly. Europe, that was dope, man. Europe is a different place. Europe's just a whole different type of vibe. Like, we got off the air. I'll give you a, an example. We got off the plane in France, and there's a there's a a, a, trans, a transit strike going on. So just imagine if there's no MBTA for okay. Like no MBTA, no bus, no train, no commuter rail, no green line, or nothing. No trains, no nothing. But it's a regular day, so everyone's driving their car. It took us. From the airport, let's say Logan Airport. Let's say Logan to Harvard Square. How long do you think it takes to get from Logan Airport to Harvard Square? You mean like you mean like a, a regular a regular day? A regular day with transit, like with with the train and stuff running, regular traffic, no quarantine, no coronavirus. So I would say like probably like 20, 25 minutes. Twenty five minutes. That takes from. Came from Logan Airport to Harvard Square. Yep. It took us from Logan Airport to Harvard <laughs> Square. That's what I'm, I'm using those two as an example. Yeah. Three hours. Wow. Three hours because there's no transit, mad traffic. The Yo, bro, it was like we was in a Liam Neeson movie, bro. We got hit by a car. It was like a movie, bro. I swear, dudes on motorcycles. It was like I thought I was in a movie. I thought I was in for, like Taken or Forgotten or one of those type of movies, yo. It was wild. Three hours from the airport. Mm. That's a part of like they say. People in France don't play that. If they if they want to strike, they strike. Yo, no toilet paper in the bathroom today. Strike. We're not going to work. We're straight. Wow. That's a part of their thing. So. It was like a, a lot of stuff that I didn't know. Yeah, man. I, I go crazy in the car for three hours. Three hours, bro. In a van. <laughs> it was in a van for three for three hours, bro. Yeah. So what with these with the the Europe tour, like you were it was like short stops, right? Like in the in the place you were at, like in France. How long did you stay in France for? Paris. We was in Paris two days. Okay. We was in Amsterdam two days. Everywhere we was at, we was in there for two days, two days, two days, two days. We get there, we get a day to chill, then we leave the next day. Or we have a, we get there, we do the show that day, and we stay the next day. Like it, it, it depends. On, we got everything's kind of like nitpick. We got, we got a schedule, so it's like, you gotta be in in Germany tomorrow for sound check. I don't know what time you're leaving. I don't know when you're gonna get there, but you gotta be there for sound check tomorrow. All right, bye. And you gotta get there. Damn. Yeah, that that sounds exhausting because you know, a lot of people from the outside look in thinks like you know being on tour with with rappers or any artist is like is glamorous, but it's a lot of work, a lot of preparation that goes into it, yeah, for sure. and everybody's not really cut for that life. For sure, it's 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 not easy. You gotta 
you got to learn how to like take care of yourself. You got to control your breathing. You got to do your little meditation, stuff like that. Because if you don't, mental illness is a real thing. And you start, mm. you start like, yo, I got to go home. Like I'm trying to go home. I can't, I can't handle the fact that I'm not home and like, it's not the norm. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So when you are, are playing um, families, right? Like how how big is the crowd? You would say like on a, like on average when, when you um when you guys are on tour, like how many people? I mean, every venue was damn near sold out. So like it all depends on the venue, but like twenty five hundred, twenty eight hundred, like type mm. of vibe. Damn, now, is that nervous? That nervous? Or are you used to that by now? Like for for a crowd like that big? Uh, not absolutely not. It's not nervous at all. Like. Really? I get anxious. Like I can't, I can't sit backstage and wait. Like I can't do it. People that know me, like they'll tell me that I'll just be mad anxious. Like, I'm the same way. Like when before, like dudes like coaching and stuff like that, I get mad anxious. I want it just to start. Like let's go now. Like what are we waiting for? Like so that's why sometimes on tour, I usually go out before and play like a 15 minute like warm up set because I just be too amped. I'm mm. too excited. Like, yo, let's get it now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Damn. That's, 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 yeah, I would think that, like, that was, that's crazy, like, to be in front of, like, people like that, like, that amount of people. I, I would think that that would be hard for you, but apparently it's not. Nah, it's not. I like it. it don't, but, it, but for me, though, it don't really matter. It could be a, a packed house or it could be the bartenders and the promoter and me. Like, it's, mm -hmm. nothing's going to change. I'm still going to do what I got to do. So you're saying you have the same mind mindset no matter like the right. size of right. the, the crowd. Right, absolutely. Mm, that's real. And y'all were supposed to go on tour again this year, right? Was it last month? We're supposed, to go, tour, we're supposed to go tour in March. We're supposed to be in LA, the whole West Coast in March. And, and then coronavirus hit, and then it's just a lot of other stuff, man. Like homie that was on the tour with us, uh King Shooter, he passed away. Oh yeah, I seen that RIP. Like, RIP that that man died. Like it was a lot of stuff, so who knows? But mm -hmm. I don't. And who knows if it's gonna go back to, to to normal? Because we went to some venues where the house was packed, like literally mm -hmm. packed out. Like no no space. I can't even I can't even get backstage because it's packed out. Every like it's crazy. Really? Yeah. So who mm -hmm. knows? But yeah, I mean, I feel like like with like getting back to the point where people could be comfortable being packed at stadiums or arenas is going to take a long time. Like I, I always said, like, so until a vaccine's made and then you got to give us some time at like some significant time after that to be make sure that people are taking the vaccine. So I was thinking like a year, a year and a half. Right. right. Absolutely. But it all depends. Like, it's just one of those, it's the new norm, man. I feel like I say it all the time. My life, my lifetime, bro. The amount of stuff that I've seen, the mm -hmm. the book that I could write is crazy. Mm. To the to the champ, like the sports stuff, like the stuff I've seen in sports, the stuff I've seen in like pop culture, the stuff I've seen in like 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 economical stuff, the stuff mm -hmm. I've seen with like technology stuff is crazy, bro. Like even like yeah, world, like even world stuff, like. I was a kid, Berlin Wall and all that stuff got broken down. It's like mad stuff is like happening while I was been like while I've been alive. It's like it's kind of like wow. Yeah, man. Like we we've seen we've seen a lot from like the birth of the essentially the birth of the internet 
till the boom of the internet, um, social media, the, the birth of that, to where it is at now, the platform it is now, uh, 9-11, the, the recession of 08, and then now we have this COVID-19 pandemic. So I thought we would never, I would never live to see something like this ever, but there it is. Here we are. It is what it is, man. I guess what they always say is that hey, they they do that. They put you in a situation because you can handle it. So mm. I guess we can handle it for now, but I know it's hard for some people. It's hard for myself, but I just gotta. I mean, yeah, I think I saw. I think I think I seen you post this too on your story on IG that pe- the place in the Ozarks with people at that pool party. That's, yeah, that's wild. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I get it, like. I don't think that fundamentally humans were meant to be like socially distant and be isolated and you want to get back to seeing your people or whatever, but y'all gotta, y'all gotta be easy. Right. But the thing is all this stuff they want us to do now, wash mm-hmm. your hands. Don't touch this. Don't touch that. You should have been doing. You should have been doing this. You learned that in like preschool, kindergarten. Wash your chicken. When you cook, <laughs> wash <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Watch the chicken." <laughs> On dogs, people be. I want. Uh, I'll talk about that another se- another segment. But wash everything. Wash your clothes. What I mean, put take your shoes off before you go in the house. Yeah, don't go in the bed with your outside clothes. Like it's it's all stuff that you should have been doing. So if he wasn't doing it. The and the thing that's the nastiest, bro. Imagine like this. This thing about being in the club. How many motherfuckers be in the club taking shits in the club? I saw you swearing. <laughs> take using the bathroom in the club and then just grab a drink, leave that have their drink on the ledge. Like, what? You're wilding? And then be out here like, oh, we lit doing the <laughs> doing the stookie. Yeah, yo, this is crazy, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this time is testing a lot, a lot of people's sanity. But again, someone like you who was doing using your platform with the Survivor Series and Cyber Monday is really helping uh, help people to ease their uh, minds during this uh, these unprecedented times. But yeah, for sure, man, I hope so. Word. So yeah, we could talk before we end too. Let's talk about some sports. Uh, the NBA is looking like a real, a real, real push to come back this season and try to um, salvage what we what we have. Um, a lot of obviously a lot of criticism. In the midst of a pandemic, why would you do this and ex- ex- exhaust the resources for testing? But at the end of the day, it's all about money. It's a, a lot of it's about TV money. Yeah, what's it? What's in fact will affect the next CBA when it's up? What's it, what's the impact the players getting paid? The amount they want to get paid. Right. So you mean they they have no choice but to actually try and finish the season. Would you be looking forward to sitting, watching basketball play with no fans and a like? In a neutral site, so I think they're coming down to. I think they they're honing in on Disney World right now. Yeah, they're honing in on uh, that little comp, that little sports complex they have in Disney, which is mm-hmm. dope because it's not being used, and it's like it's like a it's like it's gonna be like AAU. It's gonna be Celtics versus Celtics versus Pacers on this court, Bulls versus Knicks on that court, uh, Clippers versus Timberwolves on this court, Lakers versus Golden State on this court. It's like AAU. It's gonna be like Grown AAU, mm-hmm. and I think I don't know. At the end of the day, if it, if it comes back, it's gonna be good for people's sanity. Like, oh shoot, basketball is back. It makes you feel like everything is gonna be back to normal. You know what I'm saying? 
But like, yeah. like I said, I'm I'm a heavy sports person, so I I'm with whatever. Like I'll be watching old games. Like I'm about to cancel cable because there's nothing to watch. Only reason why I got cable is to watch sports, and then and I'm out here watching old games. I can might as well watch it on on YouTube. Me too. <laughs> oh man, yeah, man. Like I like I, I think a lot of people were against the fact of trying to sit and watch a basketball game that you play with no fans. But at this point, I think people will take what they can get. Uh, I'm just just have something to look forward to to escape the reality that we're we're living in right now. Um. You're a Rockets fan, right? Or are you a James Harden fan? Woo, Rocket boy! <laughs> so, t- tell me about your thoughts on on the season that um before the season got suspended. What we get thought on the on your team was? We were straight, yo. We was we was trying to get back. So you got to also understand, like playing small ball, it's just it's not the norm. So we still mm-hmm. got there's still a lot of kinks we got to like iron out. But when it's when it's gonna hit, it's gonna hit heavy. Like you got thing playing the four, you got Westbrook playing the four. <laughs> like I'm telling you, that's the that's the that's the way I to be. I'm, I might be being biased. It's my team, but a big a, a natural big man is gonna turn into like a a dinosaur. You don't really if you can't shoot the ball, what's the point of you being out here? Mm-hmm. In the NBA, every every team in the NBA switches every ball screen. So it's not like, all right, we're in a we're in a situation where let's say Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors versus versus the Cavs. They kept putting Steph Curry in a ball screen because he couldn't play no defense. Yeah. So why not go small and say, hey, listen, we got five guys out here that can play defense. So if you switch, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. It's just on ball switch, 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 switch. And I get it. People are going to say, oh, James Harden can't shoot anyway. Like, can't play no defense anyway. So he's a liability. But it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, when they traded Capella, I mean, and, and they elected to go, like, play small with, with Tucker at the five, Um, I thought it was kind of gimmicky and a little bit of, like, uh, an attempt to save um, um, Daryl Morey, save his job. Because I'm not really, sick, but they were, but they actually were were playing well in that with the um with the small ball, especially Westbrook. Because I thought like, well, how Westbrook back in OKC, even with KD there in the sense, they didn't really have a lot of spacing on the team. Um, but now you got Russ with like this shooters everywhere, which allows the court to be like spread out so he can get by and he can even finish at the rim. Well, if he needs to kick out to a shooter, kick out, and somebody's catching and somebody's hitting. Because ever since um Capella's been gone, Russ has been hooping, was hooping. Right, because he, he, he was playing a little shaky, but he started finding his groove like during that stretch. I mean, granted, Westbrook came from a whole team that belonged to him, so obviously yeah. going to another squad, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta adapt to the the, the the dynamic to the team, which is okay. But they realize that their strength is in possessions. We got to get more possessions. So mm-hmm. if we come down the court, we shoot a three. I bet go back on the play defense. Come back, shoot another three. It don't really matter. Obviously, they seen it in the playoffs where they miss. How many threes they missed that that one playoff year? Two years. I ago? think you're talking about the game. I think about the game seven versus uh, Warriors. Right. I would think it was twenty seven in a row. Twenty seven threes. But if they hit half of those, they win by twenty. Exactly. So, and that was the only team that had the Warriors shaking up that year. Yeah, that, that was the only team that had the Warriors with a KD, a KD Golden State Warriors like on the ropes. And who knows if Chris Paul didn't get hurt and pull his hamstring, 
They might have been able to win Game Seven in right. their building. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna say like small ball works, but if you're not hitting, it's not gonna work. This is kind of like the aspect of my high school team, our high school team. You've been to a few games. We yep. shoot it. We're shooting threes like it's it's a three point shooting contest. But if it's not falling, we're gonna be in a, we're gonna be in a whole leap of trouble. So it it it, it comes with the territory. If you want if this is how you want to play, you gotta be able to say, hey, listen, if we lose, we're losing because of this. Mm-hmm. And if we're winning, no one else ain't gonna say nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what was it feeling like when they uh, traded Russ for? CP3 in the offseason. And, and fast forward right now. Nah, really? Ant. You was hyped when they got Russ? Ant. You don't like Russ, though. I didn't like, but you got us to understand. I don't like a lot of people <laughs> when they're not on your squad. You see what I'm saying? Okay. But once you get in the squad, welcome to the squad. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, because I, mean, I would think, because honestly, when I came, when I seen that news, when it broke, I was just like, this can't, this can't work because you got two players who were like the top two, have to have the top two usage rates. They need the ball in their hands to be effective. And Russ is, Russ is my guy. But, I mean, ever since KD's left um, OKC, he's been out of – he hasn't been in the first round. He has not made it past the first round. So, but you can – on the foot, you can say, well, now he has James Harden, where James Harden's the best player. He doesn't have that burden to carry like he did post-KD uh, in OKC. But I, I didn't feel like, like they could really match. And, they, and it wasn't really working out through the course of the season. It was until they elected to really go small and get rid of Capella that things started to open up for them. Facts. But I, I don't know. It, it was interesting. It is for, um, it forces it forces I think small ball it forces teams to go small. And if you haven't exactly. practiced and if if you haven't practiced going small or that's not your team dynamic like let's say a Utah Jazz. They don't want to go small. They need Gobert on the court. But now Gobert has to guard Westbrook. Yeah. And it's like Everyone go to the right side. Westbrook's on the left side. Chop, 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 chop. Either it's a dunk. If you're helping, I'm kicking it for a three. Pick your poison. Mm. And you're going to have to either you take him out or you leave him in getting chopped. Yeah. That really makes, that really makes a tough, tough decision for a coach. Right. Where the big man on the perimeter is getting torched. It's like, do I keep him in for, for rebounding purposes and rim protection or – do I just get rid of him because he's a liability right now on the perimeter? Right. Do you keep Embiid in the game because it's Embiid? Or do you say, oh, take him out and put who up? Who are you going to put in? Uh, mm. Who? And then you're like, now you got a guy that comes in the game that's technically a, a guard. Now he's guarding Westbrook. And then you still got a, someone that has to guard Harden. You still got a, someone that has to check uh, Eric Gordon. Someone still has mm. to check for... Austin Rivers, it's like, and then all PJ Tucker got to do is rebound or tip, set high ball screens and roll. Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's it's a it's if you if you watch some stuff on Dan Tony, he kind of like breaks it down like, yo, listen, it's about possessions. And Dan Tony's brother, him, I don't know if you know, uh, Dan Tony has a brother that coaches college basketball, and they got the same system. In college, it looks even way. It looks even better. I think his brother started it, and and Dan Tony took it from his brother. But oh my god, oh, okay. I think it's like Wofford or some. It's one of these like one A schools that like get in the tournament by winning their conference. 
And bro, mm-hmm. his brother, they that team, I forgot what it is. You have to look it up, but his brother, they run the same type of like offense. Oh my god, it looks crazy in college. Are you a fan of Dent- Are you a fan of D'Antoni? Huh? Are you a fan of D'Antoni as a coach? I'm not a fan no. of D'Antoni. I'm a fan of D'Antoni because it's the team I like. It's their coach, but I don't respect the fact that he doesn't teach defense. Like they don't practice defense yeah. at all. Like yo, we'll do an hour. We'll do 14 minutes of defense. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy how he how he basically like neglects that side of the ball. Um, I mean, I like him as an offensive mind. He's brilliant, but again, like you know, like you see, like you need to emphasize defense to some degree to actually be to win a championship. So I'm not sure why he hasn't really like like accepted that. Seeing how long he's been a coach for in the NBA, I think I heard recently that um that this might be his last season. That the owner's not really happy with with their uh like them like really like like finishing where they're gonna probably finish at. And I think that I heard the rumor of Tom Thibodeau being the next coach. That that'd be disastrous if they picked Tom yeah, Thibodeau. That, that would be silly. Because Thibodeau wants he will age. He'll age like a pro. <laughs> huh? That's that Thibodeau wants him to play defense. Yeah, but he but he runs his plays through the ground, man. Like I I think I told Vlad in the podcast before, like with Chicago Bulls, like I don't think it's a coincidence that like Derrick Rose. Joe Kim Noah and Lou Alding bodies all broke down playing for Tom Thibodeau. I, I, I don't think it's a coincidence. I think it's like, like he really like pushes his it's team not about, like to the limit. And, and it's not about, it's not about pushing him to the limit. He he demands you to play on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. So if you're not willing to play on both sides of the ball, I don't think it's time. Like you, you're not gonna really play. And that's why some guys, I guess, the NBA. They they're kind of ego they're kind of ego driven. It's like ah, I get it, kind of. I get it. Like you you you're the man and where, where you're from, but it's like bro, y'all gotta play defense. And that mm-hmm. if, if that if your coach says, listen, I want you guys to play defense, then I mean, it is what it is. Remember, Tom Thibodeau and and Doc Rivers got a chip for that. Yeah, no way. Yep. Tom Thibodeau and Doc Rivers got a chip. You guys are like. Granted, you know, I don't know Whoa. if you know, Tom Thibodeau's from Mass. You know that, right? Yeah, I knew that. He got like a Salem State thing. It's like, yo, Massachusetts coaches like defense. <laughs> well, I mean, get back to the OA Celtics. They had the personnel at the same time, too, to be a, a good defensive team anchored by KG. Then you had Perk back there. You had Ron on the perimeter. Uh, yeah, but Tony you Allen. Had Derek, you had Derek Rose. You had Joe Kim Noah. And you had Luol Dane. That's not a bad three playing defense. Oh no, no, they were a great defensive team. It, it was offense that, that hurt them. But, I mean, they didn't, they didn't have anybody to really go to outside of D Rose to get buckets. But nowadays, bro, they don't want you playing defense anyway. Everything's a little f- a foul X, Y, and Z. So it's like play as the least defense that you can, as long as you score hundred points, or hundred thirty-five, one hundred fifty-seven points. Like that's that's all that kind of really mattered, you know. Yeah, I mean, because the league just really wants to, like, speed the game up for, like, the novice fans right. and make it a high-scoring competition right. to grasp the audience. I mean, I, I'm old school. Like, like, like watching the last dance last week was, was dope to me, like, to see how, like, most of the scoring games were. But that's how I grew up on, like, low-scoring, physical, hard-fought. Like, I miss those days. Yeah, for sure. You, you get that a little bit in the playoffs when the playoffs gets gets deep. It, feel like games it, depend, games seven, it depends who's reffing. Mm. It depends who the ref is. That's a, that's another story. <laughs> what, what, what's your thoughts on the last dance, though? Uh, I liked it. I watched <laughs> it. I watched it every time it dropped 
live. I wasn't waiting for like, oh, I'm not at the crib. Like, I made it a point to get to the house to watch mm-hmm. it. So like, I I liked it. That's that's the era I grew up on. So it's kind of like I remember like stuff. It's like, oh, I remember this. Like, I remember that. So I liked it a lot. Do, do you think that it made like? Do you think it made Mike in your eyes look like worse? Because like Mike can fair one of the people like. He feels like when people watch this, they're gonna think he's a terrible person. What would you take away from Mike and his personality? It tells you that Mike's the ult- the ultimate warrior. Yeah, he's like, yo, listen, I want to be good, and I'm gonna do what it takes to be good. And if you're on this team, I'm gonna push you to be as good as I am. And if you don't want that that from your teammate, then you can go. Literally, like obviously. Scotty and Rodman, those guys, like, they worked. So he, he didn't really was on them. But guys like Scott Burrell and and, and Kerr and Kerr. Paxton and Cool Coach and those guys, they had to work. And it was like, yo, I'm going to be on your head because if you could stop me, these other guys are half of me. So you can at least you can hang, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and again, like Mike had like the resume to demand that from play from players, seeing how hard how hard he's played, how much work he's put in the league, and like from day one, like I don't think that. And I think you made a good point too when he said that he would never ask anything from a teammate that he wouldn't demand from himself. So it's not like he's like asking you to do something that he wouldn't do. Like he's gonna work hard and he wants you to do the same thing. Right. See, I, I feel like when people like like think about a leader, they feel like you like that. That's not a real leader. I mean, you got like like LeBron. I think he's more of a conventional leader, like being like more verbal. Player like Mike, even Kobe, was more like a uh, lead by example type of guy. Like I'm gonna put in this work, and you're gonna follow. I think that's a form of leadership. Right, for sure. You, do you? I agree. Mm. Leading by example is a, a a real thing, but they also gotta understand these the people that are complaining that oh, Mike. Mike was forcing it. I mean, they're just—it's just too much for them. Yeah. And no, I mean, not not anybody can not anybody can can do that. Well, like Mike and, and Kobe, like take that approach to like to like uh, leadership because you either you have it or you don't. Right. It's, it's in your it's in your DNA. Right. So you shouldn't like try to like force force it upon yourself to act like that right. when it's not really you. Right. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, you really can't complain about what the results that came out of that. Like, like they, we won consistently at the highest level. Right. Taking that approach, so man, I, I can see how the how somebody could be rubbed the wrong way. But hey, man, it's, it's about winning. You, you play the game to win. Right, absolutely. And, and sacrifices got to be made. You, you can't be. You, there's no way that you can actually like please everybody and be everybody's friend. Like people are gonna have to hate you or resent you for something um, that, that you're doing with the approach that you're taking. Right. If you ask anybody that's if you ask anybody that's been a champion, was mm-hmm. it was it fun? They'll tell you no. Yeah. Did we all have a fun time? Like no, but we won, so that's half the battle. Exactly. So it it all depends on what you want. If you want to if you want to be in a team that's fun and having a good time and X Y and Z, yeah, you could be on that. Those are the teams that win seven games. Because they're not holding each other accountable. <laughs> if you want to be on a team that's contending, that's on the brinks of like being the next best thing, you're gonna have to work. It's gonna be fights in practice. It's gonna be, it's gonna be wars. Yeah. Because you gotta, you gotta also think about this, right? Teams that are mm-hmm. that good, you have to have good practice players. Yo. You have to be able to practice good. 
you can't have a you can't have a team that's nice and the practice team or the second unit's trash. It's not gonna make you better. Yeah, because the team, the first team that you teams that you play are not gonna be trash. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's, yeah, it's hard to simulate games in practice. That's the hardest thing to do as a coach is to simulate game situations in practice because the second unit isn't the first unit. Yeah. So if you're out here, if you're a dominant team for years, it shows that either you're a really good coach or you have a really good system or everyone's ascending at the same time. Like everyone's getting better as the, as the, as the year, as the month, as the day goes. Mm -hmm. And I think that's half the battle. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, you you got like, I mean, I think I, I think that's with any not even the sports, but anything you want to do in life, like we're going to be like the best, uh, the best DJ or the best cook or the best uh, journalist. Like you got to make sacrifices. Like you can't. There's certain things that you're gonna have to cut off. Maybe certain people too, in order to reach to reach their the point that you want to get at. Everything comes with a price. All right. Good or bad. Um, yeah, so before we get, we get out of here, though, let's talk about uh, your Cowboys, man. <laughs> how are you feeling about your Cowboys in the, uh, during the offseason? Uh, we, besides thing not signing yet, uh, Dak, I think it's yeah. great, man. I think we had, I think we got a, a solid B plus high A minus. I agree. I agree. Now that, that number, I think I seen what that Dak was looking for, like thirty-one a year, thirty-one million a year. He's <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, like I, I think Dak's good, but I don't think he's that is, is that, listen, that good. Though. Listen, I respect any band that wants to make bread that that knows their worth. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yep. You know your worth. You think you're worth this much bread? Go ahead, get it. But when you do something like that. Your past has to reflect what you want in the numbers. And mm-hmm. last season, I'm a Cowboys fan through and through. Cowboys fan from the start. And last season, it wasn't really booming like that. He's losing. He's he's not making the right throws. He's not using his his legs to to make plays. Like he's just not. He's just he just wasn't there last year. I think. And I think with- personally. He had a good QBR. He had good yards and stuff like that. But it's like that doesn't show crunch time when we're playing the Vikings or the Patriots or the the Eagles. Like, yo, you can't make these mistakes. We're in the red zone. Just score. And granted, it might be the play call. It might be this. It might be that. But he should say, "Listen, I bet I'm gonna give. I'm gonna take the the franchise tag. That's one more year. And when I come back off that one year, now I got all these weapons." Y'all gonna do, y'all gonna have to pay me my bread. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I mean, I can't. I can never tell a person, "Oh, you're not. That's not. You're not worth that right now." What are you talking about? I'm never. I'll never say, "Yo, you're not worth that bread." You can pick mm-hmm. the amount of bread you think you're worth, but you gotta prove it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I th- I think what Dak's trying to do too is secure this bad because well, the NFL is approaching it like they're not going to be affected by COVID nineteen, but. If they are going to be affected by COVID-19, then the salary cap will take a hit uh, next season, and then that can fuck up Dak's bread. So I think that he's really trying to secure the bag, like knowing that <laughs> it, could, it won't be as good as it will be right now, 
as opposed to the following season. Yeah, but um, I think we we're talking about this the other day too. Like Dak is an athletic quarterback, but I feel like he doesn't really take advantage of that skill set. Like he's a little bit too reluctant, and he does um really really rely on on uh Cooper like a lot, like targets him so much when like the teams know the, where the ball's going to. But he has a lot of other skilled talent around him. Right. So like if you watch Cowboys games. First down is a run play. Every first down has been a run play all last season. You know, yep. like, Amari Cooper, if he's open, he's getting the rock. And I get it. Like, you have a safety valve. Like, yo, I trust this guy. I get that wholeheartedly. But y'all got to understand that at the end of the day, it's about winning. And if, mm-hmm. if your biggest strength is running the ball, especially if you gave Ezekiel wild bread like that, just run the ball. <laughs> third and two. I seen third and third and two, bro. Third and two. They're trying to throw slants. I'm like, bro, give him the yeah. rock, dude. Cause who knows what can happen in the slant? You throw a slant, it hits it, it bounces off his chest, or someone tips it, bang, it's in the air, pick. It's and like, it's bro, come on. Fourth and one against the Patriots in the red zone. Fourth and one on like the the, the 23. Fourth and one, bro. They tried to slant. I said, bro, just throw the – just run the ball. Oh, yeah, you was at that game too, right? In the pouring rain. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Like, I said, I did a stat earlier today where they're saying that last season, Prescott had a higher QBR, was 71, than with um, Zeke off the field than with, on, than with him on the field. With him on the field, is about at 70. So slightly higher. But, I mean, anybody with common sense knows that Zeke is the one that makes the offense go. So why not, like, initiate the, um, the offense through him early to establish the run game, which opens up the field. And then also, like you're saying, like, take advantage of, like, the, the short yardage situations, like third and two, fourth and one, with Zeke, instead of, like, trying to pass it. Well, this is what Mike McCarthy got to make sure he gets done. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Jason Garrett's not there. So, Mike McCarthy, his job is to know that, hey, listen, we have threats, and threats need to be used. C.D. Lamb mm-hmm. just got added. Gallup is on the squad still. We we got we got a, a healthy Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper. Like, come on. Like, we got, yeah. uh, we got a decent defense. We're trying to get Jamal Adams. If we get Jamal Adams, you guys can just forget about it. We just yeah, we, I mean, we gotta play. We gotta play how we play. If we play how we supposed to play, teams shouldn't have a chance. Hmm. Do you think that y'all that y'all waited too long to get rid of Garrett? That that should have been a move that I made like probably like I think, two or three years ago. No, I think that, I think it was perfect timing. Perfect timing. Yeah. Hmm. Because you gotta yeah. think, two years ago, Cowboys had a winning record. It was lit. They had a wild record. They, I think it was uh, twelve and something or thirteen and something. They they lost to the year they lost to they lost to the, the Rams. Cow- the, the Packers lost to the Rams. The Rams. The, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. They were, they were, they were, they were, that year. We went to the NFC. Divi- I don't know one of those things, but it's like, bro. Hmm. And then last year, it was one of those years where it's like, ah, right, well, about to get right back to where we was at. Everyone's healthy. Plus. Plus, Jason Witten came back. So, it was like, I mm-hmm. bet we should be up. And then it was just kind of like, uh. So, it was like perfect timing. He got a bunch of eight and eight years where it was kind of like, all right, all right. We lost Tony. 
Then we drafted Dak and Zeke. It was like, oh, shoot, they're lit. So we keep them another year. They did well their second year there. It's like a bunch of like stuff that didn't make sense. So it's like, ah, right, bet, bang. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I like McCarthy for y'all. Um, I know, I know he doesn't have a history of like really like establishing the run and taking advantage of the run game. But I mean, with Zeke, there you might you really have no choice but to do that. I feel. Yeah, but you gotta also understand Jerry Jones ain't playing that. Jerry Jones tell Mike McCarthy, "Hey, I know what you used to, but this ain't what you used to. <laughs> you better run this ball. We pay this guy way too much money." To have him out here as a check down or a max protection, definitely not. Hmm. Do you think? Do you think it was, it was worth it to pay like Zeke all that money, considering how, like you know, the history with, with the running backs? You don't, don't want to really invest that much in a running back because their shelf life is so short. I'm like I said to you before. I'm never gonna tell a man what he's not <laughs> worth. So if Ezekiel got that bread, he was worth that bread. If he hmm. said, "Yeah, I'll take that," then he was worth it, bro. Because at the end of the day, like you just said, a running back shelf life is five, five six years. So if yeah. you're not really lit in five, six years, look at Todd Gurley. Like, once you get a little bit nah. of injury, they start moving you around. They're quick to shop you around. So you might as well get your bread while you can get it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's why I never um, criticize football players, man, for, like, electing them to sit out until they get that paper they want. Because your career can, like, change in, on one play. Right. Like, feel me? Like, crazy. like you could break your leg one play, and then you now you're like, yo, I only got eighty dollars. <laughs> like, nah, bro, I'm not. I'm not having that. Nah, I hear that. But yeah, man, we got, we got. I think we're good for tonight. We can um wrap it up. What's up, man? I appreciate it, man. Yeah, no doubt, man. Tell the people where to find you at, man, because you didn't uh promote yourself earlier. Uh, you can find me everywhere in the world, man. I am Viper. I am V Y P E R. Um. Cyber Mondays every Monday, seven o'clock. Survivor series every Friday, nine o'clock on my Instagram. Both of those on my Instagram. Um Cowboys Nation. We them boys. <laughs> Rocket Man. You know we do Rockets, my my other squad. With all these Texas teams, you'd have thought I moved to Texas already, but nah, definitely. Um Yeah, man. I appreciate you having me on. This is a, a a dope podcast. I listen to them all. Me and you are like friends. We are f- friends for a long time. Yeah, we family, man. We play ball. Yeah. We we, Word. we laugh. We joke. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, man. I appreciate you, my my guy. So this this will be up tomorrow morning. I'll, I'll send you the link when it's up. Woo! <laughs> all right, bro. All right, special thanks to the homie Viper. Appreciate you, my brother. Y'all be sure to check out his IG Live series, uh, Cyber Monday, starting at 7 on Mondays, and then Survivor Series starting at 9 on Fridays. Thank you to Anchor, and thank you guys for listening. And if you haven't already, be sure to hit that subscribe button as the Mr. Vincent Podcast is available on several platforms that include Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. And uh, feel free to leave a good review, too. Um, you can also keep up with me on social media as well, Instagram and Twitter at Mr. Vincent 13. And you can also like my Facebook fan page as well, Emmanuel Vincent. Um, so I know it's a long weekend and the weather is getting better and summertime is approaching, but let's just try to keep up this social distancing as much as we can. Um, so with that being said, you guys stay safe and stay blessed till next time. <laughs>